Hey, what's good, LBK? Rob Jenkins here, uh, chilling in the studio with my beloved brother, Cam. We up here at Moon Mind Productions, man, coming with this next episode of the Southwest Digest Podcast. I want to say peace to the East. All the best to those in the West. Well, of course, to the folks up North. And all the rest down South. Hey, that's your mind. I'm going to talk about love. I am too. That's, that's all, all we, we do. do. <laughs> Corny as <laughs> ever. But y'all ain't said stop, so we're going to keep torturing yeah, you. I think we should get uh, some sound effects in there. Yeah. Some, we should, you need some wicked, wicked. Yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need some of that. <laughs> Man, welcome back, lover. We are uh, going into this here Thanksgiving week. And I, for one, will say that I am very thankful. Just uh, came back, had a beautiful day today. We was out there taking pictures and stuff, man. Um, just a real good time taking pictures of some families for, I guess, really, it's kind of for Thanksgiving, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, giving away uh, free 8x10 photos. I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Jessica and uh, and Kimmy. She got a dope name. Her name Kim Say. That's what it is. Want to give a shout out to them because uh, they helping helping me uh, facilitate this little this little thing we did today, and mm. it was cool, man. I, I test my skills as a photographer. I was mm. I was nervous in the service, <laughs> but trying to get it done though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was cool. It was cool. How your week? Uh, how been? How everything been for you? Last time we talking about a a jail. You said they wasn't going they wasn't gonna go for you. But did they? Did I mean? Did, yeah. did, did you get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, no. I guess they were just asking out the wild questions for the a reaction, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I guess the reaction they thought, oh, the reaction, the reaction they wanted was the reaction they got. I don't know. Mm. Just ask me a silly question, <laughs> and I was just like, I'm gonna tell. I'm going to tell them all y'all if y'all here ain't doing what y'all supposed yeah. to do. And if y'all didn't catch the last episode, he well, that question was something like, uh, Mr. Miller, what would you do if a supervisor told you something you didn't like? No, told you he didn't like you. Oh, what would you? Okay, here you go. Here you go. Mr. Miller, what would you do if your supervisor told you he didn't like you? And then I just gave him that awkward pause for a little bit as I looked around. Everybody in the room and their eyeballs, because I was just like, I don't care. Does that have anything to do with that clock? Right. Talking me in and out. Right. And them dollars rolling. Yeah. Okay, what are you talking about? We ain't in here to be friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't say it like that. Right, I said right. it a little more eloquently. And yeah, yeah. Articulately, but indeed, yeah, indeed. you know, you know. I let them know, man. I don't care what y'all talking about here. I caught HR and tell on y'all, man. And, yeah. <laughs> and you were saying, uh, last, you said last week, he's like, I don't think they just gave me that interview to say they did it. I said, I don't know. You might get it. Yeah. And boom. <laughs> <laughs> and they called it a weird, a weird, a weird day just out the blue. And I was just like, what? Mm-hmm. Told my wife, hey, people. They actually come back. I guess they want a snitch up in there. They think I'm a uh, snitch because I said I'm going to tell it. I'm telling on them. Oh, yeah. Before I, act, I ain't finna go, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know how to mm-hmm. be professional. Uh-huh. And I know it's chains of command in there. And mm-hmm. you come tell me something that's not as far as the employee handbook goes of employee conduct. Mm-hmm. It's outside the guidelines of that. I don't got to get mad. I don't mm-hmm. want to do none of that. 
Oh, you gotta do is tell them. Yeah, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play y'all game with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I like that. It's chess, not checkers. You know chess, what I mean? Chess, not checkers. Yeah. So what they say? Three D chess. Yeah, for real. Five D, seven D. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in the mix. Yeah, doing no tripping. Yeah. That's why I told him who was your boss. Right. Because if you told me that, I would be talking to that man or woman. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because not really to tell on you, but to cover myself. Of course. In the instance where, if I do have to double jump, drop kick you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's already a record that, you know, we had an issue. I went, took the proper channels I was supposed to take. So, f- reason B, that's a retaliation. And I'm able to uh, defend myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I do. Say, so, bro, I read the employee handbook. When they, <laughs> they, they say people just uh, sign them all the papers they put out. I read that. Because uh. I like that stop work policy. Yeah. Phone feel safe. I'm not finna do this. And I'm gonna let you know why I'm not finna do it. Cause I don't feel safe. Per the employee handbook, mm. <laughs> I have the right to stop work. Indeed. At any instance when I don't feel safe. So yeah, you know. Well, congratulations on your job. Yeah, man. We, you, we'll man. see, huh? <laughs> yeah, he said, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. We will see. Yeah, but let's go on and get into uh this what's going on, man. And uh I just wanna say, um, start off with Parkway Cherry Point. Mark your calendar. They got the Neighborhood Associating Meeting. And the next one is going to be December 19th, 2023, 7 p.m. They hope to see you there, which is the Patterson Library Community Room, 1836 Parkway. Man, y'all know where Patterson Library. I don't know what I'm reading that for. Yeah, they better know. <laughs> I, I hope they know. So y'all make it on out to that uh, Neighborhood Associating Meeting if you can. That's the Parkway Cherry Point Neighborhood Associating Meeting up there at Patterson Library, 7 o'clock. Every third Tuesday. Next one, December 19th. All right. And I got Santa Land. Mm. December 9th through the 21st at 600 Cesar E. Chavez Drive. Word. And I'm going to keep you short and sweet like this. They know, what, they know what Santa Land is and where it's at. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the December 9th. Although it's when it starts. Yeah. It, they say something. What, where, what's that address again? Cesar. Chavez Drive, yeah. six hundred. See when you McKenzie say that, Park. that's yeah. that's confusing. Just say McKenzie Park. McKenzie Park, Park. yeah. Because <laughs> when I first came back, I was looking for that on GPS. I like I don't I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. And then I said, Ah man, they should just say McKenzie Park. When I found it, matter of fact, me and Mister Nugent filmed that that last Santa Land. Mm-hmm. But 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 we supposed to be keeping it moving, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm yeah. yapping. Yeah, and yep. we supposed to be uh, coming with facts and stats. We supposed to hit it and quit it. Yeah, for real. So please continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to the kids, the coach for kids. Um, they're asking for donations, and you can drop off the locations are uh, Progressive Properties, East Lubbock Art House, and Urban Elementary School. And uh, if you don't have any items to donate, you can contribute to the Amazon wish list. Mm. The donation deadline is November 18th. Oh, I think that's the day, too. Mm. Better hurry up and get them coats donated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a uh, senior day out. They want to celebrate together. It's a Christmas party and it's going to be Wednesday, December 20th, 2 p.m. Ages 50 plus, And that's over, of course, at the Patterson Library. Y'all know. Down. That boy, I'm going to give out them deets one more time. Wednesday, December 20th, 2 p.m., ages 50 plus, the senior day out. Christmas party over there at Patterson Library. All right. And hospice are seeking volunteers. 
uh, has very flexible schedules and training provided. You can call, text, or email Tiffany Short, uh, Tiffany dot Short at hospicesp.com or you can call 806-241-8340 and you can make a difference. Mm. You can. can. Um, I also got another Patterson event. Um, Teresa up there, the the manager up there, I think they getting this one together and she's real excited about it. Mm -hmm. She got me excited about it. You know why? Because it's an open mic night. Uh oh. And, and by the way, I just wrote a new poem that's going to be later on in this episode, man, about Thanksgiving and uh, all the stuff we're going to be talking about in this episode. But I'm going to try to say it at this open mic night. Yep. You know and saying? I'm going to be singing in the background. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> One of your two voices, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That open mic night is going to be, it's adult theme so it's like for for grown-ups and I, when i say adult i don't mean like adult i mean like for grown-ups mm. so open mic night karaoke music artistry spoken word word december 9th christmas attire is welcome there will be a surprise special guest appearance that is open mic night at patterson library uh, and it's gonna be december 9th starting at 6 p.m so man get out there and go see that and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do my little spitting up there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be live. I'm gonna try to go off the dome. I gotta learn this mug. Yeah. Mm. I'm shaking in my my sandals. Me I was gonna say my head. boots. <laughs> shaking in my sandals already, man. Not really, but <laughs> yeah, that sound that sound cool though. I think I got it. I think I got it. Um. Man, what uh, we was going to talk about, you know, normally we get into out and about mm-hmm. right about now after we go and tell you what's going on. We tell you what we did. That's what it is. It's like when, we was, when I was in the military, man, they they say when you give somebody a briefing, which is, uh, you know, on the information or whatever, a little meeting or whatever, uh, tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them, then tell them what you told them. Matter of fact, they, that's when, that's how you give a briefing and that's how you give a class. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even a speech. That's how you do a speech, too. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them what you want to tell them. And then tell them what you told them. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> oh, I do. I do. Because we were talking about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then I say out and about. And if you think about it, what's going on out and about is telling you what we're going to tell you, what's coming up. And then we're going to tell you what we did. So I, I said that big, long-winded story. Mm-hmm. That took us totally astray and off topic. Just Not to really. Say. I mean, it, it, explanation. You yeah, know, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I um went to the Ruby Bridges. Why walk with Ruby? Mm, how was we that? Walked bro? with Ruby. It was cool, man, and it was a nice turnout. It was a nice, nice turnout, man. Hmm. Um, that's got some photos. Oh, good. I can, I'll share with you. We can share with the people. I was, I was just about to ask, man. You take some pics of video. Yeah. Because you know, nowadays, if you ain't get pics of video, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. And with AI making all these pics and videos, even if you got pics and videos, it may not have yeah, happened. Happen, huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can put myself there, huh? Yeah. On the green screen. That's crazy. I can put you there on the green screen. We don't yeah. even need no AI for that. <laughs> It'll be convincing, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, it was cool because, uh, they kind of shut down the northbound lane on MLK mm-hmm. from Parkway Drive up to mm, probably like right by Rise, right there on on, on Cornell, and uh, like we just walked down that whole street, mm. 
and it was cool. Uh, how, but how about how about how many people would you uh, guesstimate was out there? At least a hundred, man. Uh, at least, you know what I mean. Like it was a nice turnout. Uh huh. For seven thirty in the morning, yeah, right real. before school, to walk, to, yeah, just to walk up to, from from the bingo to the schoolhouse. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was a cool yeah. little turnout. Yeah. And who put that on? Rise Academy. Mm -hmm. Uh. Uh, word, word, word. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing them pictures. We're gonna put them in the in the article so everybody else can can take a look at it too. Um, and they and you say they had it barricaded like they said they were gonna do. Yeah, they did. Good. And it was a a police escort. Oh, uh, okay. That's the only reason why it worked. Yeah, because those little barricades, like he, it was on both of those streets. He had to get out. Mm. And put the barricade back. Somebody got to have moved it. Oh, so really, he needed two two cops. Yeah. So, but I mean, that one was sufficient. I mean, he got got the job done. You know, right, right. Huh. He actually got out of the got out of his cruising because <laughs> it wasn't cold. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool. It was seven thirty in the morning. Oh, you know was what it? When, what day was it? Wednesday. What day was that? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Last Thursday. Wednesday. Thursday. One of those days. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm glad you was able to make that, dude. That was that was awesome. And did the girls walk in it too? Mm -hmm. Oh, word, word. It was a family affair. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was. See, I told you I got to sing every episode. Yeah. That boy good. That boy good. Man, man, that can't sing. Always singing. <laughs> I'm like, man, tell this dude to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, man. We uh, one of the things I did, man. I attended the uh, the 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 groundbreaking ceremony for the veterans cemetery mm. and uh that was that was a that was a pretty nice event man you mm. know i'm a veteran so mm -hmm. um a lot of times i don't get you know i don't get into too much pomp and circumstance but um because I didn't, I didn't i'm done with that you know what i'm saying mm. but it i you know what it was very a very heartwarming ceremony and again I'm always seeing Lubbock's praises when it's due. Mm -hmm. One of the things I like about Lubbock, uh, I saw it at the VA parade too, the Veterans Day parade rather. Um, people are patriotic around here and they, they have a lot of respect you know, for tradition and for the way things are supposed to be in the country and the things that, that, that symbolize the country. You know what I'm saying? And it, it don't mean that the country is perfect. I think everybody knows that, but it's our country though. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we we can do something to to right the ship if we feel like it's going wrong. So I you know, yeah. I I love that's one of the things I love about being back home is it's not no big presence of people that's all anti. How you gonna be anti the ship you own? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't even understand that. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. might not like the captain. Uh or the some the, of the, the crew members. Yeah, yeah, you, know what I'm you might yeah. not like the steward. But we own the ship, though, man. You got the if you if you got something constructive, then yeah, by all means, yeah, come on, come forth with it. But yeah, how you gonna be sabotaging the ship you own? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not you with over, me. Yeah, say so you over here uh, opening bulkheads and yeah, we can't do drilling that. holes and stuff. And, oh, yeah, yeah, we can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah. Sabotage where I'm at and what? Yeah, no, nah, I don't like that. Uh huh. That's uh, that's almost that's. I don't know if that's as bad or worse than uh, going to the bathroom where you eat at. Mm. I don't know which one is worse. Mm. It's about the same. Like man, it, you you in this with the rest of us, man. Let's let's make it work. Shoot. 
Anyway, don't get me. <laughs> I don't even want to dwell on that. I'm just simply saying uh, you see a pretty good, a pretty healthy attitude towards what I, you know, positive things. And like I said, nothing is perfect, but everybody knows it. But you, but we still on the same ship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was real happy to to be out at both of those events, the Viet, the Veterans Day Parade and the uh, the, the Veterans Cemetery Groundbreaking. Real, real nice events. Um, saw Miss Rose out there at the, yeah. at the VA parade. Uh, saw Pastor Stubblefield out there at the at the uh, the groundbreaking. Man, that was uh, my homies, uh, all my fellow veterans. From the Al Ansel White VFW post, I think it's twenty four eighty eight. Don't get mad at me if I got that number wrong, but they was out there in full force at both events. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's real cool, man. I, I had a had a good time. Mm. Had a real good time. It's That's that, what's up? Yeah. What's that? What's that? That's that Betty White, <laughs> not Betty White. Uh. Uh. Tonight is the night. Yeah, that's Betty. Betty Wright. Right. Mm-hmm. Talking about uh. Had a some of y'all liked it. Had a real good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I was thinking about when I said that. <laughs> the song. Every time you say something, a song popped into my head. Mm. Any anytime you make an inadvertent phrase that remind you of a lyric, I got a lyric for it. It's just a song mm-hmm. just Somewhere. immediately pop in my head. <laughs> yeah, it could be a song I ain't heard in thirty years, man. I still be doing. Like the words Something. to it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes mm-hmm. all the words, you know what I'm saying? That's how music stick to you. That's how, you know, that's how it sticks in the brain. That's why me and you both love music so much. Mm-hmm. And since we talking about music, y'all know we got, we got to get into a little bit of what you bumping. You knew it was only a matter of time before we started talking about music. Yeah. <laughs> we can't say more than about, we can't talk more than about five minutes. Without getting into some music stuff, huh? Or some prayer dog hole. Yeah. Some going. One yeah. or the other real quick. <laughs> right, for real. Is it every time we talk, it's either going to be something about music or something crazy. Yeah. Something, something that's out there, out there a little bit. Something from the outer limits. Outside the box, yeah. yeah. Down in that prayer dog hole. But what, uh, we was looking at that uh, that new one by Three Stacks. And I don't really don't like to say that because I feel like young, young cats be saying Three Stacks. I call him Andre 3000. What you call him? Uh, Andre. Yeah, because I don't think he was known <laughs> as Three Stacks when we was actually bumping Outcast. Uh, or was he? Towards not the not the nineties. Not it's the nineties. Huh? Well, I want I can't really definitively put a a date on it, but mm-hmm. I know it wasn't that early Outcast. It might have been. Cause I know on that UGK song, he said it. Mm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But that was oh what oh seven oh six oh seven, which is well because when they come out in ninety four, ninety three. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around up in there. there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember I had my Ozzy and I was bumping that uh that Southern playlistic Cadillac music that mm-hmm. Peaches and Herb. Mm-hmm. Just nah, just crumbling herb. Crumbling herb, yeah. Brothers killing brothers. That's not where it's at. Something just crumbling herb. I told you, man, I got this thing. I do not even know why. I'm not even doing that on purpose, man. I am not doing that on purpose. Yeah, subconsciously, huh? Yeah. That's crazy. Anyway, 
Y'all are blessed to hear my singing voice, especially since I'm still kind of hoarse from last week. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that boy good. I know. That boy <laughs> saying that good with a hoarse voice. <laughs> yeah. Imagine when my stuff get right. It's going to be even worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we talking about Andre Three Stacks' new album. And honestly, man, I can't even remember the name of it. I just heard about it last night. Started listening to it. Mm-hmm. The name is off the wall and all the names of the songs, songs is off the yeah. wall. Yeah. Like, it's like one of the songs would be something like, Oh, I I can't even say it. It's a family show. It would it, it, it be like that chick I was sitting next to on the airplane on third row talking about, do you believe in God? That's That'd be the name of a song. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> now, I ain't going to say the album was whack. I'm not going to say that at all. Because Outkast hit me up the same way when they came out with Stankonia. Because mm-hmm. they was doing that Southern playlist, the Cadillac music and all that style. And all of a sudden they came out with Stankonia. I thought it was whack. And I was mad. I had just bought the CD and played it. I was like, man, I played it a few times. It's whack. I felt let down. It was nowhere, nothing like that first one. You know what I'm saying? And then I actually burnt it and took it back to the CD store and sold it to him used, kept the burnt copy. Six months later, though, I pulled it out again. I listened to it. I was like, wait a minute. That's, oh, they just did something different. Mm-hmm. It's it, it definitely wasn't whack. It was just nothing like what they previously did. Mm-hmm. So there was it was just discontinuity in that mud. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the way this album right here is to me. And for y'all that don't know, uh, three stacks Andre three thousand. He ain't rapping at all. He don't. I don't. I don't know if he even say nothing on that. Album. I hadn't heard anything yet. Uh. Uh-uh. He just playing that uh that wind instrument. Yeah. And it looked like it's not even a real flute. Like, it's some kind of digital flute, I think. Mm, digital oboe. I don't know what it is. Some kind of digital wind instrument. And I have to be honest, I played it. I played it last night when I was writing this poem that I'm going to do. But, and uh, that matter of fact, that's, a, that's the opening line. I say, three stacks in the woodwinds. Uh, no high fear. Uh-oh. Is it going to come back? Hold on. Right. Three stacks in the woodwind, know how you feel. Easily autumn, easily I approach fall, but summertime within. Something like, uh-oh, look, that's too far. That's usually way better than <laughs> I. I just wrote that mug last night. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, anyway, going back to uh, three stacks. This weird, this weird, uh, it's a very artistic, personal album is what it is. He ain't trying at all to be commercial. He ain't say he ain't rapping. Mm-hmm. He don't say nothing that I have heard so far. He just when he said he wasn't gonna rap no more many times. Mm-hmm. So y'all check it out, man. What you how you feeling about it so far, man? Um, it's it's cool, man. It's it's uh like that genre of music mm-hmm. that that healing healing frequency tone. Oh yeah. You know, I yeah. listen to that some anyway. So that's kind of what it remind me of, man. That that kind of music that when you listen to it, it it doesn't suggest anything. Yeah. And you Perfect. can actually yep. empty your thoughts. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Your mind yep. and you can kind of just be there and then you kinda come back. It's weird. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's a it's a crazy experience mm-hmm. to kind of just like everything just kinda moves out the way and then you just there. And it's you can get some clarity there mm-hmm. if you can actually. Yeah, it's music you can let your mind expand on. You know what I mean? Let your mind float away on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's really 
what music is for. And that's why I didn't want to call it whack. Because like I said, I wrote a dope poem to it. So, and you, I'm glad you tempered my, 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 uh, how I was going to rate it. You kind of, you kind of tempered my rating a little bit because you're absolutely right about that, man. It's, you can tell Andre is on a different spiritual plane now. He ain't that same dude. He never was, you know, what you would consider your typical rapper. Mm -hmm. That's why him and Big Boy played off each other so well because they was totally different styles and content, but somehow, it worked. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this, now he didn't just made some of that spiritual music. That's what this is. So it's it's like new age spiritual jazz is what I would loosely call it. Mm. But one thing I did notice is you can tell he's not a woodwind player. Mm -hmm. A true flautist or whatever because saxophonist, you know what I'm saying? Because his instrumentality on there sound about a little better than what I could do. Mm-hmm. And I ain't no, I, I'm not a playing type of musician. You know? mm-hmm. That's what my wife was saying. <laughs> What's she say? <laughs> about that. She was saying it, it don't sound like he, he's too advanced. And she was like, actually, I think the girls could make something like that. She said, it sounds like it has, it's, it's covered in, professionalism mm-hmm. but to act him actually you know like you say he's he knows how to play but he ain't just some far out you know what i'm saying uh award winning yet right but he can just he can play any like you say he's free free uh what do they call that uh uh it's like not structured oh yeah like free form. free yeah free form yeah you know what i mean yeah and that's kind of what it sounds like and to me is is how you approach it, mm. approach the project. Mm. Because like I'm saying, if you if you approach it like, oh, this is Andre three thousand new right. album, you're gonna, gonna be really yeah, you're gonna be like, what is this? What is this? But if you understand what it actually is, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool for what it is. You know right. what I'm saying? It's something you could turn on if you like meditating, if you like studying, reading. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Relaxing, Cooking, whatever. whatever. Yeah, it's, it's it's some good background ambiance. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You said you said it perfectly when you talked about it a minute ago when you opened up. It's music that don't make no demands on you. Mm-hmm. It just it's a beautiful melody that's in the air. That because f- what I find is when I be working or writing poems or you know doing my creative stuff or whatever I just might be doing. I, because you know, I bump up, I ain't gonna say mostly jazz, but I bump mm. about 50 50 jazz and hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about real jazz, not no smooth jazz type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I, I don't mean to offend nobody out there, if y'all, you know, smooth jazz is cool too. I bump some of that, but I'm talking about like Miles Davis and um, Christian Scott, you know what I'm saying? My boy Yusuf Days, them cats, mm. Cannon Mingus. Uh, some jazz, jazz. You know what I'm saying? Cause it. That's why. Cause it just, it just float in the background and let your mind be what it needs to be, mm-hmm. or let your mindset be what it needs to be. Now it kind of influence you and help you fly a little bit, mm-hmm. cause it's beautifully made art. Mm-hmm. But that's the with the, the frequencies and stuff, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The vibration. Yeah. High vi- vibrating on a higher plane. You know what I mean? And I mean it's actually good for. Those that want to use it, you know what I mean? Everybody not. Everything ain't for everybody. Somebody, Some people like vibrating down there mm-hmm. in the muck. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? In the muck and the mire. Yeah, the, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They like that. And 
like you say, more power to him, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm chilling. Me, me personally, I, I like to be on a on a little bit of high vibration than that. Yeah. I like to stay up on a high vibration. For real. On a high plane. Cause it ain't it ain't like that's like bottom feeders, like we was talking about last week. What you yeah. feeding your brain with that with that for? Yeah, and they uh energy vampires, man, you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. Suck your soul and your, yeah. everything from me. You can't yeah. get people like that away from you, man. You know what I mean? Energy Vampire, man. I got the perfect song. I'm gonna, that mug gonna be playing under this right here. Yeah. It's, it's a funky, witchy sound. What's the name of that? What's the name of that chick? Oh, uh, Witch, Witch Prophet. Mm. Name Witch Prophet. She from, uh, I think she from Canada, mm. Toronto or something like that. She like Ethiopian. What do you call it? You, you Ethiopian like a, she's a Ethiopian Canadian, I guess. <laughs> Canadian, anyway. Canadian yeah. I don't know, man. I think I don't, that only matter in America, man. Right. That's what I was saying. And it don't to me. It don't matter over here. To me, you just an American to me. Yeah. But that ain't what they use labels here. Yeah. You gonna get labeled something? Yeah. Well, those labels, what. man. You know why though? <laughs> They like to have you in labels and have you put yourself in labels if possible because that makes you easily manageable. Mm. It makes you easily controllable. When you label yourself, you be finding similarities between you and other groups and putting yourself together. Now you can be controlled. You can be fed information. You have a certain worldview that colors everything you hear and see. You become easily manageable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. When, you, uh, when you arrange yourself by things that matter, Cause all them them other stuff, that other stuff don't matter. Skin color to me, it don't matter. Uh, sexual orientation, these are things that, like skin color, you can't change your skin color, and you didn't choose your skin color. Nobody did. Mm-hmm. Well, some people do <laughs> nowadays. Well, now, yeah, Michael you Jackson can, chose man, his. like uh, who was that? I think it was Cat Williams said that you can be whatever you want to be nowadays. Now in today's time, mm-hmm. whatever you don't like, you can change. Yeah, you sure can. <laughs> well. Well, you could change the exter- the exterior yeah, surface level yeah, appearance yeah. of it. And, and it's uh deal with that. I mean, it's a show called Botched. Oh, yeah. On uh, Netflix. I, yeah, I ain't t- never watched it, but I know what it's about. Uh, the plastic surgery yeah. and all that type of stuff. Yeah, Went, they just, gone wrong? Well, up until that point, like though most of the patients on there have had, they those two doctors are fixing them best like some of the best in the game at, okay and they came together and they are helping these people like this a last resort like after this surgery if it don't go right ain't nothing else can it be done for it type stuff you know what yeah. i'm saying and that's why i say man like it's what i haven't watched it I, my wife was watching some of it and i was kind of like in and out of consciousness you know what i'm saying catching a little bit of it and was kind of like oh, she's still watching that <laughs> go back to sleep you know what I'm saying? and uh one of them I saw was it was funny to me, I don't know. This dude, instead of working out, he was getting yeah, muscles, getting muscles implanted, injected like whatever it was. Yeah, man, that dude looked like a cartoon character, man. Ridiculous. <laughs> and that's a mental illness. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. you. If you're a doctor, you shouldn't do somebody like that. Them people, man. They and that's that's is it's really it's kind of sad, man, that people are that obsessed or and that mm-hmm. I guess unhappy with they with themselves, right. man. Where you'll do, you'll do, you'll butcher yourself repeatedly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Because you want, and I'm just like, man, I'm cool with whatever. Yeah, I, it, it is what it is, man. Especially I'm, since you can, some things you can change. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I'm just saying, if you can't, 
right, man, work work your jelly with what you got. You know right, what I right. mean? Like, I, well, yeah, yeah, when I say you can change, I mean naturally, like by working out or changing your eating habits or something. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, and that's for some people that they don't have a discipline, man. Mm-hmm. And it it sounds it sound good, it sound easy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But when it come down to you think of how old a person is, and then you think for how long you had certain habits. Yeah. And then it's like, how long is it going to take you to 180 degree? Mm-hmm. All that. Of course. It's you like, know turning, what I'm saying? It's, it's like, like turning the ship. It can't yeah. be done quickly all the time. It's like, man. Yeah. I wouldn't, if I was one of them cats, man, I would not, one of them doctors. Honestly, I would, I, people get mad at me because I would turn them away. I would say, man, putting, blowing your biceps up. <laughs> You're doing that when you literally could just lift a few weights a couple times a Not week. Not even that. Just do a couple push-ups, man. Right. You know, you don't even need nothing but yourself. Yeah. Your own your own body weight That's what I'm will saying. get you there. Yeah. But you want to come in here and get a some kind of surgery. You know what I'm saying? And that, that to me, that just, like when I was in the military, man, they was doing free LASIK. You know, everything was free. All your health care. Mm-hmm. Almost, mostly free. But uh, they was doing LASIK for free. Them LASIK eye surgeries. And they was doing both of them at one time. It was two. I can't even remember what the other one called. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get it done. I never did. You know why? Because I would never be able to forgive myself if that stuff didn't work right. And I lost my sight or had severely diminished sight. Because I was trying to be cute and not wear glasses. Mm-hmm. I would <laughs> never forgive myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm trying to look like a player. I don't want to, I want to wear my sunglasses yeah. and all, you know, blah, blah. so I do some surgery that mess up. Now I can't, I got 82, 20 vision or something, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Meaning I could see at 20 feet what the average person can see at 82 80 feet. feet. Yeah. I done messed up my sight. <laughs> Trying to be cool. I don't know. My sister got, got it and uh, she say she, uh, if she had to do all over again, she would. Oh, I know. Everybody she likes she it. She got hawk visions. No, everybody likes it. It's everybody <laughs> See likes the hair it. on a mosquito's leg from five hundred yards, man. When when I when I first years ago, when I first got my first pair of contacts, that's how the then the doctor had me, man. The optometrist, he said, I think I can get you better than twenty twenty. And I was like, Word? He said, Yeah. I said, I was, let's do it. So he gave me some contacts, man. He said, Well, I was sitting in the tub one time when I this was like, I was about twenty. 22 or something like that. And you know how you sitting or soaking in the tub. I'm sitting at the back, my back on the back of the tub. And it was some shampoo all the way at the other end of the tub at the front. And I was had didn't even realize that I was sitting there reading the ingredients yeah. on the back of the shampoo. You know what I'm saying? Like yellow number five, sterile acetate. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, caught, I caught myself. I was like, wait a minute. Man, I'm reading this tiny print from like five, six feet away. I was like, dang, I sure do got some some hawk eyes, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I can take them out. I'm scared to get that laser stuff, man. Yeah. And and I don't know nobody that regrets getting it. I'm still scared to get it. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Be just my luck. Yeah. Like, well, Mr. Jenkins, uh, we the error rate of this surgery is one in 242 million. And it was you today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Oh. Come on down. Yeah. You're the next contestant on Lose Your Eyesight. Uh, uh, burnt, burnt off retinas. Yeah. 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 So I say, uh, uh, uh. Anyway, man. Is, is anybody smell something burning in here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Shoot. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of that witty saying. It's too late now. If you if you can't think of something witty in about two seconds after the previous comment, yeah. it's, it's it's a wrap. Yeah. You missed it. You missed it. <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> I had a witty saying about uh, burning a hole in something with your eyes. I can't remember what it was. But it's too late. It don't even matter now. <laughs> it don't matter no more. <laughs> yeah, man. But... um. So everybody knows we got this this Thanksgiving holiday coming up, man. And I'm really freaking. I'm first of all, I'm really thankful. I'm very I'm thankful every every Thanksgiving. And I try to be mindful of of year round to be thankful. Mm-hmm. But this Thanksgiving in particular, man, I'm really feeling good and humble and just unworthy of of everything. You know what I'm saying? So I I think it's important to kind of like really delve into where Thanksgiving come from mm-hmm. and everybody there, there was bad things surrounding that time frame in history about that event. But when people only dwell on the bad, um, that tends to, to that's to me that, that undermines the culture. You know what I'm saying? And again, we on the same ship, which mm-hmm. I, I personally feel like I, I don't want the culture to be undermined. I want American mm-hmm. culture, black culture, all of our culture to be strengthened and, unify it more you know what i'm saying so that's why i was looking for kind of like the real the real account of the first thanksgiving and i found it and it's 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 not what they say and it's actually a cautionary tale about pursuing communism and socialism because yeah. they had a a dude that was the the governor of the colony named bradford and Basically, they had an experiment to where when they first got there, they had a system where uh, all the families planted all the food and stuff, but Mm -hmm. it was a common pot. So everybody got a certain amount out of what everybody grew. And when they did that, the result was things did not work out well at all. And they were starving. You know what I'm saying? Men didn't want to work for other families. Women didn't want to do their part for other people's men. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's crazy, man. Just a, it's uh, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense on an individual level if that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. But like hearing it out loud like that is just selfishness. Yeah, it just sounds selfish to me. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? To say, like, a old older couple that can't really manage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Certain yeah. certain things, and I'm just like, well, man, that's on y'all, man. You no, know what I'm saying? It's they, on me. No, it wasn't quite like that because you know there was religious people. So there was a community and the church wasn't going to let you slip through the cracks like that. You know what I'm saying? But they were saying the production of the food. Yeah. And they was like, well, you. But that's what I'm saying. But you don't really get no, you don't really get what you put out of it. So that the problem was you don't get out of it what you put into it. Mm Because like you saying, them older folks, they wouldn't be able to help plant, but they would, they would get a certain amount. Now they would ensure that by church, I'm sure. But on the other hand, if you young and strong, you could do 80% of the work, but you're still getting the same amount back mm-hmm. as everybody but else. But that's, that's, that's kind of like uh, having the intangible, you know what I'm saying, versus the tangible. To the tangible, uh, uh, I can contribute tangibly tangible things to, to this, mm-hmm. and I can contribute intangible things to mm-hmm. the situation. You know what I mean? And being a, being an elder in the community, yeah. man, I can tell you about planting seasons, and yeah. I can tell you about, yeah. you know what I mean, this, uh-huh. that, and the third. 
So it's still some value in there, mm-hmm. even though I can't physically just stand here in this field with this with this right. shovel with you all day. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But without me, yeah. what would you stand in this field with this shovel all day? What would you even be doing? Yeah. Now, the elders always contributed because mm-hmm. even then they can't be out in the fields, but they can shuck corn. They can watch kids. So, yeah, everybody is working. Everybody is contributing. I don't think they're talking about it like that. Oh, OK. Because I, 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 no, I, I was reading think, it, I, I was like, In other words, yeah. I don't think they diminishing everybody, anybody's input. Mm-hmm. I think the fact is you just don't get out the correct output. And that's why it was discouraging everybody. No matter how hard you try, you're not going to get nothing nothing more than the lazy guy. You're not going to get nothing more than the old folks that ain't planting mm-hmm. corn. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could be you could be a young, strong father with three or four big, healthy kids, healthy sons. And all you get is three pecks of, of wheat like everybody. Even though y'all did 92% of the work mm-hmm. and that discourages production. People just be like, yo, mm-hmm. why am I trying hard? Yeah. I could just loaf and chill and get everything else. Now, it's not that you letting the older people or the younger people fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. It's that the people who drive the main production ain't seeing no benefit, ain't seeing enough benefit to keep them going, to keep them wanting to produce. Mm-hmm. You you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, we that's what the that's what the first Thanksgiving when I'm a in this section, man, I'm a read. Uh, I didn't want to read it on air because like I told bro, it's got some 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 elegant language in it. And I want to take my time and and read it right. But uh, I'm going to re- literally read you the diary from Governor Bradford diary entry about the whole situation. And he he basically he said it was against God. That's like socialism and communism. He said it's against God because it says in the Bible, like you 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 work for what you eat. Basically, mm-hmm. you have to live work off the sweat of your brow. Live mm-hmm. off the sweat of your brow, and that's what he was talking about. He said, and Plato, he gets into how Plato said, because uh, Plato, you know, he wrote the Republic, and he was talking about uh, basically some New World Order type stuff where it needs to be an elite managing everybody and just giving y'all what you need a universal basic income basically is what it would have been you know what i'm saying yeah that's what plato was talking about and brad plato sound like a sucker he, he do yeah <laughs> plato sound like like he need to get popped one time you know what i'm saying he sound like where well, the reason he sound like that because he know he plan on being one of the people sitting back in control oh yeah that's why he sound like that plato will get dropped <laughs> yeah <laughs> Shoot, I hit him with a hit him with my Pythagorean formula. What is it? Yeah. My, what is the P- Pythagorean theorem? <laughs> Bust him in his eye. Mm. Perfect triangle. Because that's what they is. Eyes and triangles. That that whole plan right there. Mm. And that's why, like me, I'm opposed to that socialism and stuff, man. Because that's why this story rings so interesting to me. It rings so true. Because when you don't let people reap the reward of their labor, you discourage labor. But man is meant to live by the sweat of his brow, like mm-hmm. you say. And he even, like I said, old dude, Bradford, Governor Bradford, he even said, man, like, that's against the Bible. I mean, but if you think about it, it only makes sense. And that's that's kind of like even in, in the society we live in now, mm-hmm. the average person doesn't want to do what it takes to create groceries. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They just want to throw money at it. Yeah. That's the beauty of our society is that when you let everybody pursue their own path of what they like to do, the vision of labor, mm-hmm. you don't have to be a farmer. You don't have to know nothing about radishes and turnips. It's some people out there like that, know how to grow cotton. Mm-hmm. We got on, we all got on cotton. I don't know the first thing about it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? On the other hand, the cotton farmer may not know the first thing about video and audio mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever the case may be, how to fix his tractor. 
Everybody, you let them let people do what they need to do and make they living off they they body. That's that's private property. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. That's why I love our system. Com- capitalism, communism is the opposite, where the state decides who gets the benefit of your labor, basically. Mm. But man, y'all peep out this right here. Well, and watch this elegant language. It's gonna <laughs> be dope. When I was reading it, man, I had to read it. Some 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 sentences I was like, wait a minute, let me read that one again. Like, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, 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 I see. He's just saying <laughs> it smooth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a higher level of English than than what we what we use. Hey, what's good, Lubbock? This is Robert from the Southwest Digest podcast. Wanna wish y'all a happy Thanksgiving and in keeping with the season and the holiday, I wanted to take a little time for words from the elders here to read some passages from the diary of the governor of the first uh, colony where we first got the the whole concept of Thanksgiving from. And uh, the gentleman's name was Bradford. I believe it was William Bradford. He was the governor. And when you read his diary, uh, which you can find at Fordham University, Fordham.edu. We've got the link down below. But when you read his vi- his diary, a lot of interesting stuff comes out. And it turns out that the first Thanksgiving was really um, a triumph of individualism versus collectivism, individualism over collectivism. Um, um, so, yeah, I'm just going to read you this right here. So this is literally the verbatim from. William Bradford's diary and here, check it out. The first harvest, 1621. They began now to gather in the small harvest they had and to fit up their houses and dwellings against winter, being all well recovered in health and strength and had all good things in plenty. For as some were just uh, for as some were thus employed in affairs abroad, others were exercised in fishing about cod and bass and other fish of which they took good store of which every family had their portion all the summer. There was no want and now began to come in store of fowl as winter approached of which this place did abound when they came first, but afterward decreased by degrees. And besides waterfowl, there was a great store of wild turkeys so they did have turkey at the first Thanksgiving. That's cool. But he said there was a great store of wild turkeys of which they had many besides venison or deer. Uh, besides, they had about a pack of meal a week to a person or now since harvest Indian corn to the proportion, which made many afterwards write so largely of their plenty here to their friends in England, which were not feigned, but true reports. Now, on the second section, uh, he goes on and he talks about private and communal farming, 1623. He said, all this while, no supply was heard of, neither knew they when they might expect any. So they were having some hard times right there. They didn't have no... uh, they didn't have a resupply ship coming from England and then never didn't know when was coming, didn't know when to expect one. And they began to think how they might raise as much corn as they could and obtain a better crop than they had done, that they might not still thus language uh, languish in misery. So they were sitting there trying to think about how to get more corn yield from their crops that they were planted because they didn't get too much from the last crop. They were um, languishing in, in misery. 
So he says, at length, after much debate of things, the governor, with the advice of the chiefest among them, gave way that they should set corn every man for his own particular, and in that regard trust to themselves, all other things to go on in the general way as before, and so assigned to every family a parcel of land according to the proportion of their number for that end, only for present use, but made no division for inheritance. So, uh, Previously, they had been doing a lot of communal farming, but it wasn't working out for them. They was languishing in misery. And then it says what they decided to do was assign every family a piece of land and the size depended on the size of the family. And that was only for the time, the present being. It wasn't going to be no dividing up for inheritance or anything like that. So it wasn't true ownership of the land. But the point is, every family had their own land and they had to work that land. And if they didn't work it, they didn't eat. So he says, and so assigned to every family a parcel of land according to the proportion of their, of their number for that end, only for present use, but made no division for inheritance and ranged all boys and youth under some family. So it looks like they had um, some boys and youth that had come over on a journey that didn't have their families with them. So they put them with a family. He says this had very good success for it made all hands very industrious. So as much more corn was planted than otherwise would have been by any means the governor or any other could use. And it saved him a great deal of trouble and gave far better content. The women now went willingly into the field and took their little ones with them to set corn, which before would allege weakness and inability whom to have compelled would have been thought great tyranny and oppression. So when he gave everybody their land, now everybody knew they had to get out there and shake their tail feather and make it work. And guess what? Everybody did. Even the women went to the field. They took their babies with them. Everybody was out there planting corn. And he said, the funny thing is, if you had a uh, under the communal system, the communal system, they would have been. Laid up talking about, oh, I'm tired. I'm I'm sick. I'm weak. I can't do it. And, and if he if you'd have tried to make them do it, they would have been like, oh, you oppressing us It's great tyranny. That, that's hilarious right there. The women now went willingly into the field and took their little ones with them to set corn, which would before allege weakness and inability whom to have compelled <laughs> would have been thought great tyranny and oppression. So he goes on to say. That the experience that was had in this common course and condition, which was tried Sunday, sundry years and that amongst godly and sober men may well evince the vanity of that conceit of Plato's and other ancients applauded by some of later times. And that the taking away of property and bringing in community into a commonwealth would make them happy and flourishing as if they were wiser than God. He said, for this community, this communal system was found to breed much confusion and discontent and retard much employment that would have been to their benefit and comfort. So they had tried this communal system of farming for some years before. And he notes that we tried it amongst godly, sober people. And even among godly, sober people trying this communal, communist, socialist type of thing where everybody works for everybody's benefit and gets something out of the common pot. He says it showed the vanity and conceitedness of that whole concept that you can make men take away men's property and women's property, humans property and bring them into community, into a commonwealth. That's not going to make them happy and flourish. He said you doing that. You think you're wiser than God. Because all this did was create a bunch of confusion and slowed down any work that would have been done. 
He goes on, he says, for the younger men that were most able and fit for labor and service did repine that they should spend their time and strength to work for other men's wives and children without any recompense. So all the young, strong men under that communal system uh, were like, ah, yo, you can't have me out here working for that dude, wife. I, I need to be working for my wife and family. The strong man or man of parts had no more in division of victuals and clothes than he that was weak and not able to do a quarter that the other could. This was thought injustice. So just what you saying, people that didn't want to work or couldn't work uh, only got a, got a certain amount. But the, the strong and healthy people that did all the work got the same amount. And they thought that was unjust. I didn't work harder. I should get more. That's human nature is what he's saying. He also says that. The aged and graver men to be ranked and equalized in labors and victuals, clothes, etc., with the meaner and younger sort, thought it some indignity and disrespect to them. And for men's wives to be commanded to do service for other men, such as dressing their meat and washing their clothes, they deemed that a kind of slavery. Neither could many husbands well brook it. Upon the point, all being uh, to have alike and all to do alike, they thought themselves in the like condition. And one as good as another. And so if it did not cut off those relations that God has set among men, it at least did diminish and take off the mutual respect that should have be that should be preserved amongst them. So basically, he's saying that this whole experiment that they were doing and working as one uh, communal commonwealth and everybody putting stuff into the pot and then everybody gets the same amount out. It, it basically. um it destroyed the respect and the relations that people had amongst each other. And it, it, it basically began to eat away at the community is what he's saying right here. It's what I'm what I'm getting from what he's saying, it says, if it didn't cut off those relations that God set amongst men, yet it did at least much diminish and take off the mutual respect that should be preserved among them. And he goes on to say it would have been worse if they had been men of another condition. So a reminder, these were holy, godly Christian men and women and communism destroyed their sense of respect and healthy uh, well-being amongst their society. So he said it would have been worse if they weren't good Christian people, if they were, you know, lesser, you know, lesser kind of kind of heathenistic type folks. It would have been worse. Said, let none object. Excuse me. He goes on to say, let none object. This is men's corruption and nothing to the course itself. I answer, seeing all men have this corruption in them and God in his wisdom saw another course better fit for them or yeah. God in his wisdom saw another course fitter for them. So that's the whole uh, from the governor of the colony's diary. Say his name was William Bradford here. I got the link down below so y'all can peep it out. But basically he shows that the experiment that they were doing in communal living, communism or socialism was breaking down the internal bonds of society and breeding jealousy and envy and rancor and hard feelings. And it's, it, it seems to be unnatural. <clears throat> and not only does it seems to be unnatural, it's vain to think that you can do better than God who set us up to work each for his own bread. Uh, that That's man. I think you can't really add to that. That's the first Thanksgiving was an, an experiment in Individualism versus socialism or communism and individualism triumph, as you can see in the real real world all around us. And that's why I constantly beat this drum about not being down with socialism, because socialism is slavery in slow motion. He says in, in the passage there that people started to feel like that they were under slavery. 
because they're working for everybody else and don't get the amount that they want for themselves. Well, you can in a free society, you're supposed to own yourself and you own your own labor. And that's what the first Thanksgiving seems to have been about. That's one of the lessons that they learned and one of the reasons that they were thankful. They learned that lesson. All right. Peace, LBK. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch y'all next time. Bro, you got anything down the prairie dog hole, man? Oh. Um, that was kind of down the prairie dog hole a little bit, but that's more bit. words from the elders. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh. Um, no, not really. Not not really. Because mm. uh I was talking with uh with Jace and we were talking about uh like we were saying facts and stats. Yeah. And I was saying like, man, I'm gonna stop talking about stuff and not having a a author or a link or something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To people can fall down that hole with us with, you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I was like, nah, okay. So I got some stuff brewing uh-huh. in the laboratory right. with Boris and uh, mm-hmm. Vidor and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Igor and uh, yeah, Bar- Igor. Boris yeah, Karloff. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that part, because I was telling him about the, uh, Doing that mm-hmm. the, uh, down the prairie dog hole. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What he say? Everybody was cool with him, man. I, I, I didn't ask everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just asked him? No, I asked everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike, Tane, Jason. Yeah. So okay. I was like, I was like, hey, ain't nothing official. I'm just asking y'all. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, y'all yeah. be cool. With it, so, well, yeah, shoot, it's, I mean, it's official. We want to do it. So we gonna we just have to uh, bring them over. I guess we are gonna be over here Thanksgiving. Might just record something since we're gonna be here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I only got four mics though, so I mean, we it could uh, that's all we need, yeah. And then, you oh, know, yeah, because it's well, one of them a swivel, we yeah, fire, but you know, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, you know, right, right, yeah, that's true. We'll kind of just sit up one on a two, kind of like a two people type area, yeah, where they can, you know. Yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Well, we better get a, we better get a good topic then if we're gonna have the bros in here because you know it's gonna be a lively conversation. Yeah, yeah. I that's I don't know, man. Uh, we I was talking with Jason last night, and uh, we always had interesting conversations, you know. Mm-hmm. And we are it like a lot of stuff we agree on, mm-hmm. and then it'd be a lot of stuff we can agree to disagree. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. just be like. Especially, bro, he'll be like, eh, I don't know about that one, bro, man. Yeah. I had to look into that. I'm cool. And then yeah. we just move, move the subject. You yeah. know, I'm just carry on to the next little old, little old. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? It ain't, it ain't ever know, you know what I'm saying? Anything of like, it's just kind of like, yep. And I'll be the same way. Like, mm, I don't know, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sometimes when, when I be, <laughs> sometimes when I be discussing and debating, I have realized that I'm not necessarily trying to change nobody's mind mm. sometimes i'm trying to figure out what my thoughts are i'm just saying them out mm. and help that helps you clarify your own position mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying uh me and jason had a discussion about that once before and I, I he was saying well i don't know if you're gonna convert me and i said well you know i'm not i'm trying not actually that's when yeah. you said like that i'm not trying to convert i'm i'm actually thinking out loud in a way you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. um, in the final analysis, I mean, what do we know? Nothing. And Nobody that's, that's, knows. That's nothing. always I find the conclusion is that the the people that know they ain't saying it, they ain't saying nothing, mm-hmm. and anybody that's saying nothing don't really know. Yeah. 
And then, like I told him, the the only way to really find out, I'm not in a rush to my demise, mm-hmm. to the other side of you know transitioning to the other side, and then you then you will be like. Either you're not going to be like anything because ain't nothing happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, everything just ceases to exist. Once mm-hmm. you die, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing. Mm-hmm. Or that's when the fun begins. You right. know what I'm saying? And like I say, <laughs> man, uh, I still feel like the Most High has uh, some work for me to do down here, man, on, in, in yeah. this plane. So I ain't, I ain't trying to leave it too quickly. You're right. <laughs> and that's what the reason I'm pointing at you smiling because that, that poem I wrote. Last night, mm-hmm. bumping that three stacks. Yeah, that's that's the that's the third verse, the fir, uh, the fir, the third line in the first verse. Mm-hmm. We poets, I don't even know what you really call them. <laughs> it's the first quatrain. It's one of the lines in the quatrain. All right, mm-hmm. then I'm back. I'm back. But it's like uh, I can't even remember it now. I, I'm gonna spit it. Y'all better come, <laughs> man. Y'all better come through that. It's gonna come out like nah, nah. Matter of fact, it's gonna be. It's going to be subscribers only on this because I'm going to do a little production of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be on the camera. I'm going to be well lit. I'm going to have the right brim on, nah, the right really. tilt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I keep my sterling silver rings on. I'm going to have all them others on. You got you to gotta get in character, man, when you're yeah. finna, you finna do your thing. For sure. Yeah, so we'll see y'all on the other side of that prairie dog hole right mm. there. <laughs> but, uh, man, you, before we close out, you got anything else for us, bro? Man, I do not, man. Um, I don't really celebrate holidays, but I want to wish everybody happy Turkey Day and mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And yep. Since well, um, I tell you what, the easiest way to to kind of settle that situation right there and not celebrate holidays, all that money that that you would have spent. Celebrating Thanksgiving, if you can just slide it over to me, cash app. So I put my cash yeah. app up on the screen. Yeah, exactly. For you. <laughs> I got my little Venmo QR code. I'll let you it's scan really, that. That's how I feel about uh, reparations <laughs> for the people that, for the people in our community that don't feel like reparations it needs to happen. Uh-huh. I don't feel I like reparations need to happen. Well, you want me to cash I'm gonna put you? my cash app up for you. Yeah, I'm gonna be in my outlet, baby. Yeah, up on the screen, put my cash app for it. Whoever don't want their portion, you can send that to me. Say, if you got your phone, now yeah, I go. Because you, know <laughs> you know your portion with this inflation and after taxes, it's probably gonna be forty two fifty. Yeah, I take that. <laughs> I take that. There's two matches at the game room. I know for real. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I ain't never been to a game room. I look at it like, uh, yeah, I could probably do something pretty good on Amazon with forty two fifty. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, forty two fifty. Forty two fifty, man. That's a that's a tank of gas, man. Or a Slurpee. Go on Coinbase and find you a. A good crypto or something, mm. and, you mm. know, might can turn that forty two fifty into four hundred and fifty. Yeah, for real, what he said. Yeah, four thousand and fifty, boy. I say, uh, <laughs> I might have to start messing with this this coin base. Mm-hmm. Those uh cryptos, man, it's it's crazy, man. But you know how the stock, how the market is, yeah, man. Yeah. I tend to, I know it makes a lot of sense to invest in that kind of stuff. But I'm so practical when I look at crypto, I'll be like, well, it's not a practical unit of, of currency because of the power go off. Where, is it, where does it go? Mm-hmm. So I try to 
I still invest, but I invest in stuff, intangible stuff. We just said that. That's what we were just saying. The difference between the tangible and the intangible mm-hmm. is how we're looking at things. Mm-hmm. I tend to look at things like, okay, money, you can buy something with that. Gold and silver, you can buy something with that, or you can store your wealth with that. What about canned goods? What about drinking water? What about medical supply? Those are all investments too, to mm-hmm. me. You yep. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, so I don't have no crypto. Yeah, that. With that, um, you know, the number one rule is don't invest anything you're not comfortable in losing because right. you could lose it all. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So I don't, that's why I say that 4250, I wouldn't want to lose 42 cents. That's just me. Uh-uh. But, you know, you could swallow $40, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if, if it don't go where you want. Because yeah. it, like it, I've had, uh, $20, $30 jump to a couple hundred dollars. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I done had a couple hundred dollars drop to $20, $30. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So, it's that's that's what it is. But that money that's in there is, is that's what it is, though. Yeah. Like, you can, know what I can mean? Can you transfer it out? Yeah. To, uh, to another form, like cash out? Yeah, you can cash. <laughs> Excuse me. You can cash out mm. whenever you, I, I mean, you. it's different platforms have different ways you can right. do it. Like you can earn the just the profit, or you can do cut the loss or different little things like that. But mm. yeah, whenever you ready to take your bread out, you can take it out. Mm. Yeah, I might look into a little bit of that. I just play around with little with little stuff, man. You know, yeah. Because like I say, I can't. I'm not. I'm just not on that level where mm-hmm. I care that much, yeah. but I do because yeah. it's you can hear some quick licks in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that day trading type stuff, like and some some stuff you you sit and you let it mature and mm-hmm. over the year, you know. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, just knowing that difference in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say mine too. Mm-hmm. I'm about to. Unfortunately, I don't want my beverage to be seen on camera, so <laughs> I, I ain't got no agua. <laughs> but um, you know I tell you about. what, um, yeah. I don't even too much like like gambling. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like you say, I, we go to the casino or something. I ain't never been to the game room. <clears throat> we go to the casino, man. If I lose, like you say, 4250 if I lose 4250 at the casino, I'm about ready to go. And you know that uh, that's- ain't, That ain't fun. But that's the thing, man, with, with, with doing with the gambling part. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like losing at all. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, I'm not going to do anything if the odds ain't heavily in my favor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, Some right. type of way. Right. And then uh, when it's not, it's really just fun to me, mm-hmm. and and it's a limit that I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm yeah. not going past this, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and my well, with my wife, when we do, because we don't go a lot, but when we do go, she's kind of the one that's like, when I win and I give her the money, because I come with a set amount, like yep. I'm gonna just spend this, yep. win, lose, whatever, yeah. And Keep when I win, I give it to her, yeah. And then once I play all the money that I was gonna play, because yeah. yeah. I came with. And then I might be like, babe, give me twenty dollars. She'd be like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good wife, huh? That's a good wife. <laughs> it ain't at the time. That make you mad if you ask somebody for your but you ask me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm asking you for my money. Yeah. But you you know why you gave it to her though. So she, so she could say no, yeah. Yep. Yep. Be like, nope. That's that. Uh, that's how husband and wife support each other. That's your better half. That's your better half. Old Ben Franklin, man, talking about pilgrims and stuff like that. Uh, he said, he was pretty wise, man. He said, a man and a woman 
together, talking about your better half, a man and a woman together make the complete human being. He said, to apart, a man and woman are about as useless as two halves of a scissors. Mm. Take some scissors apart. Well, you can't do nothing with one half of a scissor. You can, but not right. You can't mm. do it as good as yeah. if they were together. You know what I'm saying? You can't cut. You can't do what they meant to do. You can't basically. cut a straight a straight yeah. line. Mm. You can't cut a, a curving line with precision. Mm. It, it, it destroys the utility of it. And that's what men and women apart destroy the utility of each other. You know what I'm saying? Together, that's why I say in the Bible, I guess, when you look at it, I'm about to explain some Bible stuff here like I didn't study mm. divinity school or something. Well, we can do saying? a couple's counseling session, man. So, you know, <laughs> right, right. I have been to a couple's counseling. Matter of fact, our pastor, we had to go to to get married. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's basically what it say. In the Bible, man, um, you complete each other. I was I had the verse in mind, but you complete you complete each other. Oh, in the Bible, it says, Male and female, he made them man. Mm. Together we are man. You know what I'm saying? Humans. I find that to be beautiful and deep. And I think it's sad. It just made me feel sad that there's so much division between men and women. Mm. And a lot of times, where I see it, that division is purposely sowed. It is. It is. And, And a lot of people fall victim to the to the mind trap, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I do, I do. Mm-hmm. And just because, first of all, I don't, I don't think it's accurate to think that you don't need each other. That we don't, men and women don't need each other. And even if you don't need each other, what you were designed for each other. So, how, but then that goes back to the question: How could you not need them if you was designed for? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. That's a deep. Yeah, that's a whole. Whole another segment, whole another session, man, because <laughs> it's a whole lot you can unpack. Yeah. I wonder if we ought to have a male and female discussion at some point. I think so. We might need a uh a referee. Oh yeah, a mediator and a one of them buttons. Yeah. Just in case. Beep. Or wrap it up. Beep, oh, beep. oh, you talking about uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> beep out the cuss words. Yeah, we gonna have to put Mister Nugent on that button, man. I know so. he'll be, and you know he stay ready. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Stay Ready. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, yeah, but I but yeah, before you get but, too beep. soon as you, yeah, be like, man, that, that he's on it, man. Whoever that is. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, <laughs> boy, he, it, you that that conversation get to getting too good, the whole show will be a beep. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Beep, huh. Like me, I just tell you what about me. Yeah, but you be. (laughs) (laughs) And even so, man, I wouldn't give up my wife for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, hey, you got to stay with me. (laughs) You got to stay right here. Come come over here and let me talk to you, girl. mm -hmm. (laughs) Shoot. Well, man, Lubbock, hope y'all enjoyed the show. I sure enjoyed it. And, um, Coming up for Thanksgiving, I, I wish everybody out there, really, I, I what I want for myself is peace, quiet, and family. You know what I'm saying? The the food and all that. That's mm-hmm. we could we could have some chicken. We could have chicken wings and and tater tots. You know what I'm saying? That ain't even the chicken tots and tater wings. Yeah, huh? I would say a bunch of meat glue and <laughs> yeah. synthetic it's, potato. It's, yeah. <laughs> How about some steak? Yeah, we could definitely have that. We could definitely have that. But as long as the family was there, 
that's what I would like to. That's the whole point of of any holiday to me, honestly. Mm. Family. Anyway, I know y'all feel the same. I hope y'all feel the same. And I hope y'all got a, a nice little fam of, of whoever you call and consider to be fam to curl up with on Thanksgiving, man. Y'all enjoy the day. And we gonna say peace. Thank God for showing mercy on me Brought me home to the plains at the age of three Occasionally, I stray from the nest But I always come back to the best LBK, love a T-E-X-A-S